This recording begins with a reading of the Gospel of the Day. That will be followed by the homily from Father Paul O'Brien. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. On the first day of the week, Mary of Magdala came to the tomb early in the morning while it was still dark and saw the stone removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and told them, they have taken the Lord from the tomb and we don't know where they put him. So Peter and the other disciple went out and came to the tomb. They both ran, but the other disciple ran faster than Peter and arrived at the tomb first. He bent down and saw the burial cloths there, but did not go in. When Simon Peter arrived after him, he went into the tomb and saw the burial cloths there and the cloth that had covered his head, not with the burial cloths, but rolled up in a separate place. Then the other disciple also went in, the one who had arrived at the tomb first, and he saw and believed. For they did not yet understand the scripture that he had to rise from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Remember that tradition in our parish, which is a tradition all over the world, the word of Easter in Christianity, which is where Easter is, is Alleluia. Alleluia is a Hebrew word, or translated into Latin, same word, which is praise God. It's the ultimate expression of praise for God and all of God's glory. So, Alleluia, one, two, three, that is so mediocre, we're hoping the world will not hear it. There is one and only savior of this world. This is a completely fallen world. It is filled with sin, lots of great stuff, but it is filled with brutality, with people who hate, with people who do the most revolting things to one another. It also includes death. Either we live on this planet with all the good, with all this evil, and we die, and that's it, or there's a savior. Human beings can't make ourselves love God the way we know we're created to love. Human beings can never get ourselves to love one another the way we feel we should love one another. There's not a single one of us who can live the kind of integrity that I think I should be living. And guess what, kids? There is no one who can do anything about earthly death. Either we're left with that sin and death, or we have a savior. We have a savior. Jesus Christ is the one and only savior of this world. He has risen from the dead. If you believe that with your whole voice, hallelujah, one, two, three. So many of us in this community and so many sincere Christians around the world, whatever percentage of Christians that is, have been living for six plus weeks preparing spiritually for the holiest days of the year, which culminated last night and now open into the Easter season. We lived Lent. So many people in this community really lived Lent. We tried to pray, we tried to focus day by day on turning away from sin and being much more faithful to the gospel of Jesus. Some people in this community prepared for longer than that because they were preparing last night to be baptized. 
Jay was baptized, Alex was baptized, who else was baptized last night here? We're in our 150th year as a parish. Last night, as far as we know, the largest group of people ever in our parish at one time were baptized. Ah, you know, Christianity, I don't know where it's going. 54 people were baptized here at the Easter vigil last night. Another 15 people, adults, received the rest of the sacraments of initiation. We have really been preparing to either receive fully for the first time or to be renewed in the Savior. So particularly for those of you who have been preparing, and particularly those of you who live these last holy days, let me remind you of a few things. On Good Friday, many people had the strength and the honesty to enter into the reality of what happened 2,000 years ago and what happens today when Jesus Christ walks into the world. Oh, it's a fallen world, I get it. Adam and Eve were not the way we were originally created. It just doesn't seem that bad. When Jesus, God, became a human being 2,000 years ago, we saw what it is to be a fallen, sinful world. When God became a human being, oh, I really want to love God. I want to grow in God. I want to love other people. I want to have integrity of self. When the Savior came and all he did was offer himself to people, all he did was love, all he said and all he did was give to people, teach people how to be selfless, how to be merciful, how to sacrifice for others in love. All he was was love. Some people accepted him. Some limited number of people, really limited, accepted the Savior. At the extreme, what many of you were honest enough to enter into on Good Friday, at the extreme, the reality is 2,000 years ago and today, when many people encountered the Savior, when they heard him, when they heard his offer of salvation, when they heard what it taught to live love, they killed him. I'm pointing to the crucifix. Not only did they say, you're not the son of God. Not only did they say, that's ridiculous. Not only did they say, I don't choose to follow you. They ultimately said, we're gonna arrest him arrest the Son of God. We're going to put him on trial. Put love on trial. We're going to have a fake lie-filled trial. We're going to say all sorts of false things about him because if we said the truth, we couldn't put him on trial. We are going to humiliate him. We're going to brutalize him. We're not just going to sentence him to death. We're going to bring him out in front of a lot of people. We're going to humiliate him in every single way we can. We are going to go over to find some thorns, something we can't even touch because they'd rip our hands open. We're going to get thorns. We're going to make them into a crown. We hate him so much. We reject him so much. We are going to shove these thorns into his brain so that he will suffer and then we will crucify him. What? That's sinfulness. That's a fallen world. And that is me in my sin. Once I know who Jesus is, 
much more than those people 2,000 years ago. When I choose to reject God, when I choose to reject Jesus, when I choose to live evil, when I choose to do all the dark things I do, I crucify Jesus. That's what many of you, blessed are you, were honest enough to enter into on Good Friday. The reality of this world is when many of us encounter Jesus, we go to kill him. Remember on Good Friday, the final thing in the Gospel of John, which we heard, that Jesus does as he dies is he breathes out his spirit. What Jesus does when all of that sin and evil and death itself come at him, he loves, he is merciful and giving and forgiving and outpouring and the ultimate sacrificial. He does what he has taught is the truth. He breathes his entire self into that evil. He breathes his entire self into death. Jesus Christ was on this planet 2,000 years ago, and people killed him. Jesus Christ is fully on this planet through the Holy Spirit today, and I kill him the more I reject God. It would appear he, and he is, he is killed. If you're the savior of the world, save yourself. Come down from the cross. When he is killed and he's put into that tomb, it appears that he is false. He is not the savior. And three days later, he rises from the dead. We just heard one of the beginning of the many accounts we'll hear from the Gospels. He rises from the dead. Remember a few weeks ago we heard about Lazarus, whom Jesus miraculously, temporarily raises from the dead? Not like that. He is out of the tomb. He is still recognizable. He's got the wounds of the torture. He is physically, spiritually, entirely alive. He appears to people for 40 or so days. He has risen from the dead. I hope you get this. The truth is that love is the only power that defeats sin. That love is the only power that defeats earthly death. That power is salvation. It is not about being nice. It is not about being tolerant. It is not about not killing people. Salvation is a person. And who that person fully is, is only revealed there. Selfless, giving, forgiving, outpouring, sacrificial love for the worst sinners on the planet. 2,000 years ago, and me, and you. That's who salvation is. Hallelujah. That's who salvation is. The fact that many of you last night accepted him in, it's the only important, it's the most important decision you will ever make. The fact that many of you have prepared for weeks 
to say, I want salvation. I want Jesus to be reborn in me. Blessed are you. It's the most important decision you will make in 2023. If you let him in and you live his love, that is all that matters. Everything else is a detail. Everything else is a detail. He is all that matters. I'll give you two final thoughts to back up to Holy Thursday. Many of us were here or in other churches on Thursday night remembering what Jesus did right before he went into his death for his closest disciples, meaning, I hope, you. He gathers his closest disciples. They can't possibly understand what he's doing until after he rises. He takes bread and he blesses it. And he says, this is my body, eat it. He takes wine and he blesses it. He says, this is my blood, drink it. The savior of the world doesn't just defeat death, rise from the dead and go away to heaven. He defeats death, he rises from the dead, he does ascend to heaven and he sends his Holy Spirit at Pentecost to breathe all of that into us. This is not an idea. This is not a theory. It's not a book. It is Jesus who is breathed into the depth of us. I am so limited. I am so sinful. I am more aware of this because of Lent than at any other time. The truth is not just that he's risen from the dead. It's that he's about to give us in this sacrament his full self so that he can continue to grow in us week after week. He so loves you that he sacrificed himself and gives you that sacrifice sacramentally only fully through this sacrament. If you believe that, if you're here today, not just because someone dragged you or you do this every once in a while, if you are here because you believe that the savior of the world is offering himself to you in this sacrament, blessed are you. And if you don't believe it, stick around. Secondly and finally, remember at the Last Supper on Thursday night, we had pushed at us, visibly even. The other big thing Jesus does at the Last Supper is he washes his disciples' feet. Jesus' time and place, nobody other than a slave would wash another person's feet for the Passover meal. Jesus does this. His disciples don't want him to. He insists on doing it. And then he says to them, if I've done this for you, you must do this for one another. You must wash one another's feet. Again, I don't think anyone but Mary could have possibly gotten that until he rises from the dead. That is the ultimate washing of feet. Jesus gives his entire self to cleanse us of the filth of sin and death. If you and I are going to accept this grace, if we are actually welcoming him in the Eucharist particularly, the only way this becomes full is by our washing one another's feet, not by being respectful, not by being nice, by getting out into this dirty world and serving one another in his love. 
by being merciful and giving and forgiving and sacrificial, by feeding people who are hungry in Lawrence, by welcoming people who are strangers in Lawrence, by caring for people who are sick and alone in Lawrence, by going to visit people who are in prison from Lawrence. So many of you do this. I have never lived in a community where more people wash one another's feet for Jesus than in this community. I have never experienced anything like it. So many of you get this. I hope today is a day of complete renewal for you because there are so many feet to be washed. It is a really dirty-footed world right now. And if, again, you don't believe this, or if someone just brought you here, or if you don't know if you even believe, do that. You will never believe any of this until you wash people's feet, your spouse, your children, the innumerable people with whom we are blessed to be surrounded in this community who are in the most profound physical, spiritual need. You want to know who Jesus is? Wash people's feet in his love. You want to know that he's the Savior? Wash people's feet in his love. You want to know salvation? Wash his people's feet in his love. The Savior has risen. One, two, three. Alleluia. You have been listening to Father Paul O'Brien, pastor of St. Patrick Parish in Lawrence, Massachusetts. For more information about the parish and to get involved, please go to stpatrickparish.com or follow us on social media. Thank you for listening.